Guten Tag, and welcome to Woody Banter, episode number 175. A good, clean number. You know yeah. what I mean? That's three-fourths of the way through mm. 100. Well, three-fourths of the way through... Oh, through 100. Another 100. Another 100 episodes. <laughs> thank say, you. I was going to be the smart ass. Strong but. start here. But thank you so much for that, Mr. Hunter Dorsett. How are you doing today? Well, Sorry we're about all that. Little apologize. Right yeah, of course. Uh, well, the gang's back together. So, of course, we're all kind of feeling that way. How are you doing over there in California, Mr. Chase Williams? Um, it's just another day in uh, every, beautiful, sunny SD. Every day I see you, I don't know if it's like less moose in your hair. Or just like a chiller vibe that you give off. Your shirts are like looking like looser, more cash, you know. You're definitely fitting into the California lifestyle every day that I see you. That's interesting because I haven't bought new clothes in like three years. Really? <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Maybe it's just the way that you're wearing them and presenting Maybe it's them the demeanor, me. yeah. Yeah, you know? it must be, you know. Uh, <laughs> but this is again episode number 175 of Witty Banter. Everybody's all back together. It's going to be a fun one. It's gonna be, we're going to be playing it kind of loose and fast. Here in the first half. Okay. Right? So it's going to be pretty good. But before we even <laughs> dive into that, what are we drinking today, boys? Okay. So first, I'm bringing the Anderson Valley out of Boonville, California, Pinchy Jeek Barrel. It is a bourbon barrel pumpkin ale. What's it called? Can you say that again? <laughs> no. Pinchy? Did you say Pinchy Jeek? Pinchy Jeek, J-E-E-K, Barl, okay. B-A-R-L. Try to listen, what, Jason. What drew you to this one? I don't know. It was a pumpkin ale. Oh. And, um, you know, we were trying to round out our October with mm. some, some pumpkin-y vibes. All right. And, uh, by the way, I actually carved my first pumpkin in, like, f- probably a decade, guys. Oh, what you, what'd you carve into it? Just like a goofy cross-eyed face. Oh, there you, you like go. funny pumpkin carvings? That's pretty funny, huh? Man, we were just talking about this, Chase, the other day yes. about a infamous, infamous uh, like jack-o'-lantern that we carved probably five years ago. It's been a long time. And we are clamoring to find Was pictures it gonna be of the this cock turtle? fucking hilarious. No, of this hilarious It started as this like cartoon dude who looks like he's... Like bounding down a sidewalk or something, <laughs> like his legs are kind of out He's or like whatever. Like a goofy f- demon, like a light. You yeah. Know. And right before we finished it, we're like, dude, give him like a seven-inch dick, <laughs> just swing <laughs> around, just have it swinging underneath him because he's got like his legs spread, like he's just now gazelle leaping. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, dude, it just came out really well. Like, the execution just, was perfect. It, it was, was the, one of the best visual punchlines ever made. <laughs> I remember us trying to finish carving that pumpkin and once we realized how good it ended up looking and we were just like crying getting those <laughs> yeah. last couple pieces out. Yeah. <laughs> we, we you had to be careful too. You had to yeah, punch like, out don't, the don't, pumpkin. Don't, like, don't fucking break the dick, dude. <laughs> he had balls too. He had little, little Yeah, little sack. balls on the side as well. That's good. Oh, man. But anyway, anyway this beer, <laughs> what we're talking about here. Andrew? Sorry. Uh, no, I bring the heat. Um, malt <laughs> beverage brewed with pumpkin and spices and aged in wild turkey bourbon barrels. And it's 8.5% alcohol by volume. So a little heavier, maybe a little more robust with the flavoring. Uh, but yeah, a little, little bourbon, bale, bourbon barrel pumpkin ale. That's a nice little tongue twister for you, too. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's very smart. Chase, what are you drinking over there? Uh, real quick, Uh-oh. Hunter, last uh, week we had the Three Nations Brewing 
Yes. And we were curious about what the three nations were. I looked it up. Okay. It's because they're founded on a respect for traditional German, Belgian, and English brewing styles. So they're very much Damn. calling to other nations. Oh, that's cool. So we called German out. I thought Texas and U.S. would be the other two, but I respect the Belgian and English. I, I'm, I love I'm Belgian beers. It. Yeah. And yeah. I've liked Boddington's, so... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, my that's a word I can say yeah. out loud. <laughs> yeah. You got to get on that old yeah. speckled hen. Love Michael. The old speckled hen is fucking solid. It's a nice dude. little fine. That's one of the good ones. Um, no, so okay, I'm, I'm a little boring. I'm, I'm very boring today. I don't have a beer. Whoa! I'm 30 hours into a 48 hour fast, and I didn't want alcohol to mess that up. Oh, there you go. That's cool. 48 hours. That's a long Damn. time. That's cool. Yeah, they say that like if you you could you can kind of sprinkle these in maybe like four times a year mm-hmm. and literally like your organs will shrink down and then your body will like get rid of like dead organ cells and tissue and regenerate like 30% or so of of your cells. So that's so why I'm I'm in the middle of that shit. I'm scrubbing my insides. That's I very it, cool, dude. man. Yeah, I the longest I've gone is for a 36-hour fast, but it was like nice. incredible. Yeah, you feel great. Doing, yeah, I felt astonishingly better afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I can only yeah. imagine you're just going to be fucking Superman. Yeah, we'll see. Tomorrow, I got two, eight, 2 o'clock tomorrow, I'm going to fucking pig out. Dude, yeah. So. You're, are you just going to like prepare <laughs> your food and just like look at it? I'm just going to ruin the whole effort. Just fucking yeah, yeah. Just destroy everything. Backlog. Oh, man. But yeah, guys, uh, like I said, we're going to be going in some casual news stories. Not really news stories, but some casual stories for the first yeah. half. So uh, without further ado, let's beat up boop into this. This is Witty Banter. beat up boop So, it's Monday today, which exploits the fact that we record these much earlier than we release them. So, sorry for making the sausage in front of you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But on Wednesday... All you vegans out there. I like that terminology. uh, But on Wednesday, it's going to be Halloween. Yeah. I'm not a huge Halloween guy, and that upsets me just saying it out loud. I feel like I don't participate in enough halloween tradition stuff i don't dress up that often okay right the last time i did was like probably three years ago is there anything that turns you off about it generally speaking i just it's a lot like it's already a lot for me to like put aside the time to like go to a party (laughs) if it's like max i got a party it's this weekend god forbid you gotta go out you gotta mingle and it's like well i gotta mentally prepare myself for this okay i gotta do a whole lot of stuff in advance and this one's like oh also Go out and make sure that you have like a funny, but yeah, like on average, interesting eighty-six dollars worth of that everybody costume. that you run into, yeah, is gonna immediately <laughs> yep. give you the first judgment of the night for it, to be like, did this guy go too far into it? Did he not go far enough? Mm-hmm. Is this easier cliche? Is it interesting or is it too niche that he's just trying to show off? Like, there's too much shit to deal with, right? <laughs> Uh, but you guys like to celebrate Halloween for sure, so I know that you guys had a, a few stories maybe to share, Chase. Yeah, so I went to a Halloween party uh, this weekend. It was a pretty lame one in the sense that, like, no one really dressed up. Damn. It was just a bunch of people. It it sucks. It takes the wind out of the sails. Yeah. For sure. You see a couple costumes, and then you're like, oh, this person just, like, wore a red shirt and put double ears on. Fucking cool, you know? (laughs) Um, There was this one guy, though, and he definitely half-assed it, but the joke was okay. He wore a, like, double D bra and put a bunch of spices in it and just said it was a spicy rack. That's pretty funny. There you go. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's somebody who's like, we're going to the party tomorrow. God 
damn it. And then like yeah. threw that together and he's a clever guy. So he made it work, you know? Okay. Exactly. The story I want to tell you guys isn't like, okay. So it's pretty warm in this party. It's hot. There's a balcony. Mm-hmm. We need to go outside and get cool. Darian and I, we go out into the balcony. We see that there's another couple out there. I'm like, all right, well, we're going to have to have a social situation here. Uh, they're fully dressed up in like full costumes, right? Nice. And we start hanging out. We're starting to have a good time. The laughs are flowing. And we're, Darian and I are like, okay, these people are pretty cool. You know, we're getting friendly with these two. And then it was right then when one of the, uh, one of the, the girl's name, who's Erica, she's like, wait, are you Chase? Uh-oh. I was like, yes. <laughs> and she was like, and Darian? And then we recognized that we had actually met like three weeks prior at a different get together where we hit it off and became friends as well. And because of our <laughs> costumes, we had no idea that we were talking to each other. That's fucking w- awesome. We literally became friends twice. <laughs> and like the moment that they were like, it's Kenny and Erica from the bar. And we were like, like just all four of us <laughs> oh my were God. in hysterics. We're like, I cannot fucking believe this whole time. I, we've been talking to you guys, and not only that, but thinking to myself, like, oh, these people are pretty cool. Like, yeah. we should totally keep hanging out with yeah, these Yeah, we should, you know, <laughs> maybe exchange numbers or emails or something. Like, I'd be down to hang out with them again. Oh, I already was, have somebody's number with this. I'll just delete this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It was, uh, it, at, the, at the time, I was laughing my ass off, and I just thought it was the fun, most <laughs> funny, like, serendipitous thing that that had happened. But it was also really cool, because now I'm like, all right, it's official. We're friends. We're yeah, going to hang like out. The ultra, like, that's the ultra test for sure. Yeah. yeah we, we, we fell into friendship twice. This is not it a fluke awesome. of luck. This is, wasn't because we were super drunk before. You know, That's this is trial authentic, by fire. Authentic yeah. friendship. It explores <laughs> yeah. the beauty of Halloween, man. Yeah. Just like really learning people's personalities because you're, you know, you're covered up by your costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far, dude. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. You couldn't do with Darian's face makeup. You could not tell it was Darian what? at all. And she was telling. Wait, what? She what was were like you guys? Half, she was like half skeleton something, right? Yeah. What, what would you she dress up She was a as? zombie, but her makeup style was like comic book or pop art. So it was like very vibrant hmm. black lines and stuff like oh, that. Very cool. And uh, she just watched like a bunch of YouTube videos and, and threw it on and it looked awesome. Yeah. Um, nice. But it. you couldn't tell really who she was. And she, even at the end of the night, she was like, I like that people didn't know who I was. <laughs> I got to kind of like take advantage of that. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool, isn't it? It's kind of yeah. interesting. <laughs> no, for sure. Wait, what'd you go as? I was just a monk. Monk? There you I go. I bought Classic. like a $25 monk costume and. I was going to do, they had like a Pope costume, but I've already been the Pope. Yeah. Well, that'd be funny if you yeah, were like you always the Pope. you had enough controversy with that one, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't get to lean into. I, like with the, with, when I was the Pope, I was doing all this Pope shit. Right. And I didn't really do a lot of monk stuff this time. But honestly, like, yeah, I, I just want to get, I want to get like a sick Pope costume and just keep on. And have that be your thing and just keep upping the ante every year. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Get a Pope car with a little glass thing on there. It'd be great. <laughs> Roll up. Oh, hello. <laughs> Oh man. nice! Well, that's Hunter. You dressed up, right? Yeah, that's pretty funny. Yeah, I was uh, I was Bugs Bunny uh, from Space Jam. I noticed that because when you first described what you're going to be, like, I think we're going to be like Bugs and um, what's the Lola, Lola Bunny, and I was like, okay, that's cute, mm-hmm. like that's cool, nice couples costume. And then when you sent us the pictures, I was like, Bugs and Lola from Space Jam, that's yeah. way better. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I guess you have to put on the Space Jam, yeah, with the fucking and the jersey and everything. I was like, that's cool. Right, and nice by the way, just I've been letting everybody know, just as a as a warning, 
Lola Bunny is like so highly sexualized online. It's incredible. Yeah, because you just type in Lola Bunny. Fuck in the show. You you just type in Lola Bunny, and it's like seventy percent hentai, (laughs) straight up pornography. Damn. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you mean. It's intense. But it's intense. But yeah, we uh, we went out and like we actually went out a little harder. We went to Austin this weekend to go to Blake's. it was like his birthday party slash Halloween get together. Um, and everybody there was dressed up as Steven Spielberg because, but we didn't get the memo. So we just went as Bugs Bunny and Lil Bunny. Why were they dressed Ever? up as like it was like, Steven Spielberg? Like, it was like a party. Steven Spielberg oh, themed party. So there was like oh, a lot of movies. Jaws, a lot gotcha, of Indiana gotcha. Jones. You should have just made something up and be like, he's going to direct the new Space Jam. I was like, he was a yet? consultant to Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was good friends with Michael Jordan during the filming of the first Space Jam. <laughs> But yeah, we, we went we went out and about on Friday uh, and like kind of just like went to this big open area where we were definitely the first people that were dressed up and everybody else was not dressed up. And I was just I was about to say, like, it's impossible for when you have decided to go as your outfit and you're like getting in your outfit and you like you're like, yeah, it looks good. Like, I'm, I'm going to kill it tonight. Like, you know, yeah. it's impossible to not think that everybody else is going to dress up too. <laughs> you're like hoping to God. Yeah. You're just like, oh, well, like it's Halloween. Like everyone's going to do it. Yeah, why would I not? But then we get there and like I was the only, me and her are the only ones that are dressed up and mine's, my outfit wasn't too intense. So yeah. It was just bunny ears and like Mandy was like, I'm going to take mine off. I'm like, no, fuck yeah, that. Fuck, keep the shit on. <laughs> That's the cost. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> Lola, if what are you doing? Do, if we're going to do this, like I'm not going to half-ass it and just yeah. wear a Space Jam jersey with a gray undershirt. I don't want to look defeated. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm either just going to look That puts like you a, in the category of red shirt and devil ears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awful yeah. for sure. At least you had like a counterpart. Did you have a carrot? I didn't, no. Well, Mandy's <laughs> allergic Jason's to carrots. really bummed. So that wouldn't have probably gone too well. <laughs> That's the irony of the costume. There's a lot of layers yeah. to that. A lot of layers to peel back. Think Lola about, yeah, think about the conversations y'all bunny. Have. Yeah, Lola dying bunny. Hmm? Whoa, why is she so sickly? Gotcha. Yeah, come on now. Why will she leave the bathroom? <laughs> it's awful, man. But yeah, Halloween is a fun social event for people to really enjoy. But sometimes I don't feel like being social. Sometimes I like playing video games. That's for stay sure. Stay inside. I like to Never stay leave. inside, right? And I've noticed, Chase, every time that I've gotten online... Uh-huh. You've been online. Oh, yeah. You've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I have. And I've only played like I've played like seven or eight hours. So these are first impressions. Cool. And to be honest, everybody and their mother on the Internet is talking about this. You right. know, So mm. it's not like we're going to be offering some sort of specific take. And I'm not trying to like, dude, this is what I hate about modern video game reviews. Media culture, I guess, is yeah. that like everybody wants to have an opinion as soon as possible. In fact, like most of the time when people are playing games for the first time or even watching movies for the first time now, they're like tweeting, live tweeting it. Like, oh my God, this movie is so, I mean, I can't believe that this, that, <laughs> right. and the other. And it's like, you are robbing yourself of the experience. Yeah. Like by you trying as soon as possible to break something down and like put it into these little boxes and terms, you're destroying the work. Like you're not allowing yourself the time to enjoy it, right? So I don't want to do that here. Right. Um, but I do want to just talk about like how staggering this game is. So Red Dead Redemption 2 been in development for like five to eight years or something crazy by Rockstar uh, here in San Diego. Massive team. And there's something already where I'm thinking like, dude, this is this game's going to hold up for like 20 years. 
<laughs> like it's blowing my mind that like on a single disc now, almost in like what they have achieved, like on a single disc is this like perfect Western sim, sim, uh, simulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the the technology behind it, like where I sort of see it most right now is in the sense of scale that you get in the environments. So when you look out into the distance at the vista that is like the American West, right? <laughs> it's really hard to give a sense of like actual like feeling a large landscape. And even just having been on the road and looking at like mountains and stuff, they nail it. <laughs> when you look out like the size of the land that's in front of you is just staggering. And it's not it's not the case that they just made like big geometry in a game engine and just scaled it up really large and oh now it's going to look big like it has to be the work of these visual effects and Hmm. who knows what's in there and like the fact and that's that's another thing is like the fact that i can't really tell how they've done any of this in the in that it really just comes across (laughs) as like authentically real is the like the dissolving of the form that makes it and so that the only thing that there is is like the experience and that's huge like when you don't see and feel the game as like a product or as like an artifact, but you're only getting the experience like that, that is an achievement. Right. Um, and dude, the story is what has absolutely sucked me in and is what has made like it's the reason why I'm, I'm playing as much as I am. Like every mission is so good from a narrative aspect in terms of like how they're introducing and giving you little like a little bit more of the plot mentioning characters that like maybe are a part of your gang that you haven't met yet like my mind is constantly a few steps ahead trying to make predictions trying to think what's going to happen um and 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 like what is also tying me into uh, the immersion of it is the animation and like vocal performances and like we're finally at a point now where the people who played these characters and voiced these characters did such an amazing job that they feel like real characters, like in a movie <laughs> yeah. and the animation in the game, like characters will be having a conversation and the camera just kind of going back and forth between them. But the way that the, the, like the protagonist will like scratches his neck or like kind of move his, his like changes his, uh, like his, like stretch his eyes or like wince a little bit is so fucking realistic that it's just it's just disgusting like and honestly at this point i've been i've been just like kind of word vomiting but this is where i'm at with my excitement for this game this is where it is that's yeah no you you really don't get nowadays that feeling of like how did they do that anymore you really don't feel that as often as i think that you did back in the day and it's not just us being kids i think we've been exposed for a long time through like a very like huge technological renaissance, obviously, yeah. where things like got better really quickly. So like for a few years, like I'd say from like the nineties up until like the early two thousands and stuff, you really saw stuff that was like, dude, two years ago that was like, you would never fucking see that shit. Yeah. And then this year you're like, what the fuck? Like, how did they even put this together? <laughs> I was just talking to somebody about like video games back in the day where I remember the first time I ever saw like the, the cutscene. Uh, graphics in like Final Fantasy X or if, when I saw like even the video game stuff in um, Sonic Adventure for the first time I thought that was like yeah, wild when Sonic I first Adventure. saw that fucking the killer whale or the killer whale chasing you thing <laughs> that was insane I was like this is you can do that now 
<laughs> and you just don't get that as much now, as much as you do like marvel and relish in like the abilities of people. Like every game, you know, new games that come out, I look at it and I'm like, that looks fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Very good job. Like yeah. good work. Well done. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you don't get that as much where you like literally think like, how is this even possible? Because that's again <laughs> what you're looking for because you want that pure like, I don't even remember want to remember that this is a game. Yeah. You know what I mean? And usually for me, it takes like some extra aspect of the game out like that's why i like fighting games and things like that because it's a lot less about the game itself and a lot more about like the person-to-person contact Mm -hmm. which helps me so when you can get that out of like being immersed into another world that's got to be that's like some westworld shit right there yeah for for real like honestly how do you like the uh how do you like the gameplay and and how do you uh how do you play it is it is it more of a you're kind of a single player going through it or are you interacting with people online and like ganging up and stuff? No, it's a single player game. There's going to be a multiplayer component that'll launch a little bit later. Um, but you play as a guy named Arthur Morgan who is in a gang and his gang is on the run and has set up camp essentially outside of like this random town. And how the game kind of works is in your gang are like NPCs that are going to give you quests to advance the storyline, but you also need to be, or not really need to be, but you can and, and should engage with these systems where like you got to bring money back to the gang so that the gang can continue to survive. You got to bring food back. You got to bring ammunition back. So you're kind of upkeeping your camp mm-hmm. and upgrading it and stuff like that. Um, and then you can also go into town and like go to the sheriff's office and start doing bounties or you can go uh, to the, the, the general store and like, Dude, there was this mission where you are literally just tasked with taking one of your gang members out to a ta- to the town to drink, and <laughs> the in the the ten minutes that you're in this mission, where Arthur Morgan and this guy named Lenny are getting shit faced, is one of the most hilarious, charming video game missions I have ever played in my life. Full stop. Darian and I were laughing our asses off playing this mission and like the way that it honestly uses video games to get its comedy across which comedy is so hard to do in video games Mm -hmm. was like just masterful just masterful in my opinion like at one point when you're really hammered it forces you into the first person's perspective and like you black out for a moment and when you come back in you're pissing outside in first person (laughs) and then you black out again and you're looking for your buddy and suddenly every NPC in the um, in the room looks like him and you're like walking up you're like hey Lenny and like and, it'll, and then like you kind of blink and they turn back into who they are and they're like what the fuck are you talking about dude and like at the end of the mission you just wake up like a mile away from town and you and that's it and like that the game is hilarious Arthur Morgan is really funny and I'm just I have the biggest dumb smile on my face as I, I've been playing like literally the entire time you know that's sick um, that really is really cool yeah, I mean, just Hunter. I think eventually you should try this game out because it is Witcher esque in its structure and scale. Okay. And if uh, you loved Grand Theft Auto, so uh, you're already gonna you already like the control scheme. Okay. Um, I think this game should be or could be the next game that you play after God of War. It would be a great game to go into winter and like winter break in with. You know. Okay. It's really weird how I think Rockstar has mastered that style of game. Where like you'll say you'll say something like Witcher esque, and I'm sure that it is in like some regards. But like there's definitely I think when I look at a game like The Witcher, from what I've seen, there's a lot more like action components to it, and a lot more like fighting, and a lot more like 
I don't know, like fantasy stuff in that sense, as mm-hmm. opposed to where Rockstar it really takes these sort of like movie-esque situations and then allows you to play in those roles. And not just movie as in like action movie like situations, mm-hmm. but like experience situations that involve like the dialogue or the it's very grounded or and drama that yeah. comes in that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's always been a really like unique, fun and attractive part of Rockstar games from everything from like Grand Theft Auto, which I think Grand Theft Auto did in such a fun way because from the get-go, it was a game that was like preposterous in what you could do, mm-hmm. right? Because you could just like, you want to go fucking shoot up a strip club or something or like do yeah, something yeah. like fucking ridiculous, you know, like why not? You know, that's fun. I'm like, you know, just steal a car and just run over people. Like you can just do whatever. Right. So it got a, a rap for that for sure, which garnered all the attention, but then all that attention they used to make this sort of like weirdly unique style of video games. Yeah. From that's unique to them. And I yeah, think that, they, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, you get But um, I was just going to say that, you're talking about the voice acting. They were doing that. I feel like before anybody was like, I, oh, when like I think CJ about and yeah, San Andreas and like, all that. Yeah. I was immersed through the voice acting of those games and the graphics were terrible. And even I knew that the yeah. graphics were terrible at the time, <laughs> but it didn't matter because of the way that they sold it that way. So I think at this point now where there's just like so much money behind the company and they can really like master the elements, like you said of like that preposterous mm-hmm. graphics and the, how do they do this combined with that? I mean, what more immersive, like experience could you be asking for at this point? Yeah, mm. it's, it's great. I, I, I don't know what else to, can be said. Like, I can't wait to continue to play it. Um, I just, it's so complicated in its structure. Like, yeah, it's really hard to do contextual button prompts in games where like button the action that a button does changes depending on context. Hmm. And this game is like endlessly contextual. Like you're able to do so many different things through like a kind of single control scheme that is for it's just it blow it's uh, it's amazing and like all of the little actions that you do from like looting a body you actually pick the body up and kind of pat it down or when you're like looting things out of drawers you're like opening the drawers and like picking things out of them like the role playing is just turned to 11 you know so anyway yeah. that's I'm high on it just I like I'm sure most people are um so I'm like I said we'll be hearing more from Hunter with God of War, and then I'll try to give you guys a little bit more about Red Dead as I keep going. Yeah, for sure. And I'm definitely interested in playing Red Dead, too. I think if there's any game that got me like into actually playing a one-player game, that's one that I've been interested in since you guys first played the first one. So Yeah. And yeah. honestly, like the fact that the characters are so strong, Max, is like I think what's going to make you want to play yeah. is like it is story-driven, and the characters are fucking quirky and hilarious. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the narrative spinning is interesting and working, so... Yeah, no, for sure. Very, very, very interested. But for now, let's chill out. You know, we're on this high of a really great, amazing video game and stuff. But let's take a break for now, come back, and maybe play a game or something. Okay. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Hunter, how do you feel about the pinchy jeek barrel? I don't get the name. What do you mean you don't get? What's not what's to get? What's a jeek? 
What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, I don't know what a jeek is. I don't know either. Pinchy cheek is kind of funny. It's a bear with antlers. So <laughs> is that what a pinchy jeek is? Or are we just like... I think that might just be like the mascot of the company or something. I don't know. I'm looking it up. Yeah, somebody look it up right now, please. But I feel like... So it is very clear. The bourbon barrel aging plays through in it. There's definitely some hints of the wild turkey whiskey bourbon barreling that's uh that's that's very prevalent in this beer for sure i don't get a whole lot of the pumpkin really yeah i like i I do get a little bit of it but considering it it just is boldly a pumpkin ale i just thought maybe a little bit more would shine through but i i I guess i'm just getting so much of the bourbon barrel aspect that it's hard for me to get that out i mean it's 8.5 percent alcohol by volume um i think it drinks at about that or what feels like maybe even slightly above that level. So it's it's alcoholic in my in nature, I feel like. Um it's it's pretty smooth, you yeah. know. I I don't have a whole lot to say about it. You know, when I first sipped the beer, it it hit me all at once and I was like, Ugh. Yeah. like this is not like this is a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But as I've been drinking it, I've been drinking a lot faster than I thought I would, and it's like leveled out a lot huh. as I've been drinking it, which is, I think, a little different sometimes from beers like this where maybe it takes a while for them to open up and mm-hmm. you start to taste more things. It's almost like as I drink it, I'm getting less flavors as I drink, hmm. but in like a good way because I think it adds to the drinkability of the beer. I don't hate it. Um, again, yeah, it's the bourbon barrel is like the, the strongest part. Yeah. For sure. That's the first thing I tasted. It's still the last thing that I taste. I tasted more pumpkin when I was trying it Yeah. at first at the beginning couple sips. But yeah, now that's kind of faded off just a little bit as well. But I don't know. Maybe I think it's like ones. pretty good, but the, the, the bourbon barrel aging is just very just pervasive throughout the entire For profile. Sure. Of it. Is it sweet or like oaky? Like, um, I don't know. Cause I don't know enough what, about what whiskey. To with, well, what sucks about a lot of pumpkin stuff is that it can eat. It can, sometimes it's just like, Pumpkin flavoring and a lot of that is just mixed in with Nutmeg sugar, you know, and yeah, cinnamon and spices. I can. It doesn't spices. sound like that's what you guys have now, which is good. Yeah, I think there's sweetness from like the bourbon aspect. Yeah, from the bourbon right. and the alcohol. Bourbon and alcohol. Because I would prefer a pumpkin beer to actually be a little more subdued in its flavor. I only want like a punch in the face <laughs> of pumpkin if they're actually going to nail the taste of a pumpkin and they're not just spicing it with bullshit you know very true or like a nice pumpkin pie or something i was gonna say like is there like a pumpkin pie beer because that would be we've had so many on this or not so many we've We've had had at least like a million we've had like 15 on this show where you know maybe three or four of them we really fucking were digging damn the pumpkin pie aspects Ooh, well i'll have to go look into that a little bit more uh chase how are you enjoying your fast you know i only got hungry for the first time a couple hours ago oh boy and then I had some tea, and there that squanched it. And then basically, like once I get to bed, I'm in, I'm in the clearing. Yeah, you know? once you're in there, you're you're home sweet home at that point. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and Red Dead is definitely something that's making time go by. It's helping a lot. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> yeah. Red Dead. Thank you very much. Oh man, well guys, I don't know if you if you felt starstruck since we started. I did because maybe yeah, I saw some pictures. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I was on stage mm-hmm. at a sold out show. Yeah, is a thing. So sold out, yeah, all baby. fifteen of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fifty else, have you know? Uh, 
Nice. No, <laughs> no I, I finally got to deliver my performance, which yeah. was, uh, was ASL interpreting mm -hmm. for a Main Street Theater production of Curious George and the Golden Meatball. <laughs> the um, Golden Meatball. It's a tantalizing tale about a young monkey who uh, is inspired to enter his friend, who is a renowned meatball chef, who is also not confident in his meatball abilities. He instead goes to Italy for him to, uh, or to put him into the competition without him knowing. Okay, right? yeah. And I played the iconic role of the man in the yellow hat. Okay. Which some people think it's that, like aside from Curious George, is the main role. Yeah. I mean, let's be <laughs> real. What you go there for? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's, it's yeah. like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go to see the man in the yellow hat. Let's be real, right? Uh, no, but it was it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of lines. Um, I had a lot of songs for myself. This is what as you well. want to do with ASL is this interpret is shows for sure. I mean, it was so literally. You got to do that. Yeah, this is like literally what I want my future to be like. Mm -hmm. Right? Did, did you, coming off that stage, we were like, "Fuck, this is it!" Like, um, not, I want nothing else than this all the time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I think that I'm definitely very interested in other interpreting aspects. Like, I, I will still want to try a whole bunch of different things, but this is something that I like knew I wanted to be involved in. And since even preparing for it, I've been like so interested in it and so devoted to it that it's been something that's been like constantly on my mind mm -hmm. and um, going up on stage for the first time you know I think obviously I had a little bit of a nerves but I think after the first couple of lines like literally all of my nerves went away yeah 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 and it was such a good feeling to be able to confidently walk on stage yeah with a bunch of people out there and like deliver with ease some of these lines that I've been like practicing for a while and just you know, understanding some of the blocking aspects of the show and just being a part of the whole production itself. And just being able to talk with the actors and stuff too, who were one, just so generous and so kind and wanting to like help and providing support and stuff for us as well. Yeah. Um, I really like got to bond with a lot of them and it was really cool to see, like get to talk to people who are like really invested into being actors mm -hmm. as like career choices and mm -hmm. are doing really well for themselves yeah. for that too as well. I mean, they're, you know, making a living off of it, which is really cool. Um, but being a part of that whole entire experience was amazing. And the second it was like done, we got to go and like, there was like a line of kids in the back or a line of kids outside. They got to go meet with the actors and stuff. So we were there to like interpret for the actors while they interacted with a lot of uh, deaf children yeah. and stuff. We were like super excited about seeing the show nice. and everything as well as hearing children as well. <clears throat> um, and that was just also an amazing experience. And uh, it's definitely something I won't forget. And I definitely had like, post-show depression afterwards where I was like, man, <laughs> wish I could just keep doing this all, all the time. All that dopamine. Yeah, it was. The sun was high and I was, I was ready to go. But it was it was really, really awesome. And I'm really happy that it happened. So if you want to, you know, if you check out my Facebook or Andrew's Facebook, uh, you can also see a bunch of pictures. She got a lot of really good pictures of us on stage. That yeah. Next time, really cool. get a video, Max. We want that shit on Yeah, TV for TV. sure, man. Yeah. If, I, if I wish you got video recorded, so that would have been really cool to show you guys for sure. Congratulations, dude. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, Our friends I, are so cool. I, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're all doing a lot of cool stuff recently. <laughs> um, but I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm like buckling down and I'm trying to like, you know, I'm dedicated to something. Let's say this is acting, right? Yeah. What do I do is I, I think about the most iconic actor in the world, right? Mm -hmm. Unless one, Cage. two, three, Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right? okay, yeah. yeah Keanu Reeves. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Clearly. Keanu Reeves is obviously the number one actor <laughs> of all time, okay? Which is why I decided for the game today, it's going to be a trivia game based around Keanu Reeves. Banter trivia. 
Keanu Rivia. Keanu Trivia. Keanu, yeah, Keanu Rivia. Keanu Rivia Power Trivia. That sounds incredible. So I just finished watching the Matrix trilogy again too. So I'm in really. Oh, that's excellent. Some of these questions are completely. Yeah, you're gonna get destroyed then for sure. Maybe. Um. So just to remind the viewers or the listeners, I should say, the rules. You know, I'm going to be going back and forth. Allowing you to pick a number between one and nine, okay. which means that you'll both be getting four questions with one tiebreaker if we need it. Okay. We don't always need it, right? Can do. It'll be multiple choice, so I'll give you a series of uh, answers that it could be. You'll have the opportunity to pick one. If the other person has a point mm-hmm. and they're willing, they can go for one steal okay. throughout the game. So are we clear on the rules, gentlemen? Very oh, much cr- so. That was crisp. Cool. Excellent. I don't remember who won the Halloween. Chase did. Chase did, which means, Chase, you're going to be kicking us off. For okay. this one here, give me one through uh, nine. Number nine, all the way down at number nine. All right. You know, Keanu Reeves was built for stardom. You know, he had a pretty famous <laughs> upbringing himself. In fact, he was actually, as a child, was babysat by what famous rock and roll icon? Wow. Hmm. Was it Alice Cooper? <laughs> That'd be, That'd be pretty rad. That yeah. really no sick. way Alice Cooper <laughs> babysitting. Um, was it Pat Benatar? Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, you would rather be Alice Cooper? Uh, was it Meatloaf? Yeah, okay, all right. Or was it Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper? Jesus. Whoa, you don't like oh, Cindy Lauper? Oh, man. Come on now. Uh, Let's be real. Girls just want to have fun, guys. Mm-hmm. Think about I don't it, know. Is school my gut went to my, my gut went to meatloaf. Meatloaf? Wow. Is it his fatherly presence? Yeah. Is that the idea? I would not mind if meatloaf watched over my children. That's for sure. Damn. Did you, yeah, he you gives feel good hugs. I, uh, I, I know what my answer would be. And my answer would be Pat Benatar. Motherly. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Cool. That's all I got. And Alex Cooper's more of a brotherly. Yeah. But let's think about it, guys. Keanu Reeves is a really cool dude, so naturally you'd think you'd want a really, really cool babysitter like Alice Cooper. Damn. How does that happen? Uh, How has that guy got time to babysit a child? (laughs) (laughs) What, the other guy? You know the other three are also famous and renowned musicians, Dude, Alice Cooper is not like the babysitting type. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, good start. Good School's start. out for summer. School is out for summer. All right, I'm gonna go with number four. Number four. Let's see here. Let's see. zoom in a little bit. Okay. All right. Now, <laughs> Keanu Reeves actually wrote a book of sad poems in 2011, uh, which currently runs for about eight hundred dollars. Uh, oh my! The reason God. he wrote this was after that picture of himself solemnly sitting on a bench, staring at a sandwich. Yeah. Right. Started circulating. Right. <laughs> Uh, now, this book of sad poems was called <clears throat> Matrix Melancholia. Wow. Sorrow in a Sandwich. Hmm. Theory of Dejection. <laughs> or An Ode to Happiness. Whoa. Let's see. What do you think? Was Two there options there where Max can really be flexing his, uh, <laughs> yeah, what is his chutzpah there. Or something. <laughs> what, so the I, don't, I don't think he would lean into the Matrix thing. And I also, I, the two that stuck out to me were the uh, sadness in a sandwich <laughs> and sorrow, also, sorrow, sorrow in a, a sandwich. sandwich and ode to happiness. Excuse me. Okay. Why so, those two? Why? Mm-hmm. I just feel like the matrix is too on the nose. I feel you. Like he wouldn't lean into that. And then the third one, what was that? Uh, theory of dejection. 
I think he would come up with something a little more clever than that if he's being oh, self-aware. Right, right. So I think I'm going to go with Ode to Happiness. Ode to Happiness. Let's see here. Chase, what would you pick? Yeah. I've literally... <laughs> I have no what idea. Would it be? <laughs> well, you didn't have any points to steal anyway, but if you had stolen, you probably would have gotten it wrong because Ode to Happiness is 100% the name oh, of the book. That's just fantastic. It contains some <laughs> famous lines like, I draw a hot sorrow bath, alone again in silk pajamas. I wash my hair with regret shampoo. It's also Dude. in there as well. Yeah, I saw some pictures Who of it. It's person? fucking tight. Yeah. <laughs> um, like leather I bound? would pay 800 Yeah, Easy. it's super sweet. Um, all right, Chase, over to you. I got uh, which one did Hunter just go for? He did for? for four. So four and nine number are one. currently off the table. You said number one? Yep. All right. You always go for the end. He's going for the Chase. bookends. You always yeah. bookend mm-hmm. every single trivia one. All right. But it's just good because I put, a, I put a good one at number one, all right? So when Reeves first came to Hollywood to be an actor, his agent thought his name was a little too exotic and suggested that he changed it. <laughs> because of this, in his earliest movies, he has actually been credited as all of the following except... Oh, shit. Meaning one of these is not true. <laughs> yes, thank you, Matt. Yeah. That is hilarious. I've got number A. <laughs> number, number A. A. Uh, a. Norman Creeves. Creeves. Creeves with a K. Creeves. Pretty sure Creeves is like an STD. Uh, Henry K. Reeves. Chuck Spadina. Spadina. Right. He's got a Spadina face. And Casey Reeves. Uh, what was the first one again? Norman Creeves. Norman Creeves is 100% my answer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? Why would Norman Creeves be your answer? Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, the word, the name Creeves is not even a name. It's Creeves with a K. What are you talking about? It doesn't about? matter how you spell it. All right. What about you? you I'd probably go with that one as well. You would have? Okay. Yeah. So no reason to steal. It would be the same answer, um, the same wrong one, I would uh, say. Because if you look closely, <laughs> there's definitely some Norman Creeves. Do you there's know which also, ones? I don't know. Oh, I should look that up. Dude. There's also some Chuck Spadinas out there, and there's also some Casey Reeves out there. There's so no Henry, Henry K. Reeves. I thought that one was the biggest lock for sure. Well, damn. Thank you. Interesting. Norman Creeves. Norman Creeves. Norman Creeves. What a shitty idea. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> You just got into Hollywood. It's a tough start. <laughs> okay, Hunter, we got you. Can do seven, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He says. All right, let's see here. Oh, this one's going to be a hard one. Not a lot of humor in this one. But despite moving early in his life, Keanu Reeves was actually born in Essex, England, Beirut, Lebanon, Hilo or Hilo, Hilo, Hawaii. Or Lisbon, Portugal. You know what sucks? What sucks? Is I could totally imagine him being born in all of these places. Yeah. Like none of these he are like... He is an eclectic mix. Yeah. It's like, like you could have had all of those names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the beauty of Keanu. He can play many roles, you know. Yeah, he fits in all places. <laughs> so I think the two that stick out to me most are um, Essex, England and uh, Beirut, Lebanon. Why those two? I just feel like Portugal is just like too random and I feel like Hawaii is also kind of like it's a little too bubblegummy 
for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, Bubblegum lifestyle. You know? Um, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say... I'm going to say Lebanon. Bayreuth Lebanon? Mm-hmm. I would have gone with Essex just because of the Alice Cooper connection. Ah, that would be smart. And he actually did know, or his mom did know Alice Cooper, and she is actually English. Um, mm-hmm. He is not. He was actually born in Lebanon. Yes. <laughs> what is happening? What is this? The, the irony is that those other three are actually just some of the races that he's is mixed in with his ethnicity. Oh, wow. So okay. That's what I was Portuguese, saying. I'm like, dude, this Hawaiian, guy is like, he could have yeah, been any of English. them. He's not Lebanese. Or he doesn't have that in his uh, bloodline. Interesting. All Damn. right. So it's, okay. a, it's, it's a 2-0 right now. But you Hunter, got, what did you pick again? What was the what was the last one you just you did? Seven. Seven. So we've got. I can do eight. I can do three. Six, three. He says. All right. Now Keanu actually garnered the garnered himself the nickname the Wall during his adolescence, right? And this was because, a, he rarely showed emotion. B, he was a successful ice hockey goalie. Hmm. C, survived being backed into by a car with minor injuries. D, his uncontested skills in martial arts competitions. I hate this because, like, <laughs> before you even read the answers, it was like, because he doesn't show emotion. And then for some reason, you said hockey player. And I could just see it, dude. You see him being a hockey player? There's something there. <laughs> Little Canadian I feel like in there? A is too, too easy as well. Right. Because I got to go B, dude. I'm going with my gut. Going with your gut? Yep. You trying to disagree with his gut right now? That's Chase's gut. You've got some change to yeah, throw Yeah, you could just throw it around willy-nilly if you wanted to. You know, we talked about this. when you, Just because you make a little bit of money doesn't yeah, mean you yes. buy true. $800 meals. Right. And I'm just going to sit sit nice and happy on my two. But I would say I'm just going to go with straight up. He knows that he doesn't speak very much and he doesn't uh, relay emotion. So I would just go with A. I swear to God, if that ends that. up being correct, I'm going to fucking hang myself <laughs> well, <laughs> well put that noose away chase because he did play hockey and yes, he was dude, a successful nice. goalie i felt something in, i felt something <laughs> there's there. something there yeah. it's something there that's for sure <laughs> all right back on over to you hunter i got i got a good two i got a i got a five give me give me two number two huh you got that hockey connection kate all chase right. <laughs> Okay, Keanu Reeves is a pretty interesting name. I think we could all agree with that, right? Uh, he was actually named after his uncle, uh, which was the Henry uh, Henry Keanu Reeves, which is where I stole the name okay, from. Okay, okay. In Hawaiian, Keanu actually means A, <laughs> soft waves on the shore. Who is this guy, dude? B, <laughs> B cool breeze over the mountains. Those are like the same thing. (laughs) Balance, balance, composure, and harmony. D, sunrise on the horizon. C, C popped out to me for whatever reason. Doesn't really match. Doesn't really match what? The others? Yeah. Can you read them all four again? Come on, please. (laughs) I uh, will no longer be giving my input, but yes, I will. Was it A, soft waves on the shore? B, apparently the same thing, cool breeze over the mountains? C, balance, composure, and harmony? 
or D, sunrise on the horizon? I'm going to go C. I'm going to say... Uh, like Ki-Anu. Sure. Like this <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chase, you got to catch up. That's the, let's, let's, all, let's face it here. If he gets this point, I know, he but could this, be... This is too much of a gamble to, to go on. Yeah. I would have said the mountain answer. You would have said the cool breeze, cool breeze over the mountains. Cool breeze. A good Keanu. Yeah. You know? That's the thing is that like Keanu what you face. would have done. There's a lot of things I would have done, you know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I didn't. And now I'm here, you know, but yeah. who knows what could have been like. I could yeah. have been a successful rock star. Chase could have had an extra point, you know, that's for sure. <laughs> because indeed it means cool breeze over the mountains. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. All right. Two, one, right? Two, one, Chase. Give me number six. Number six. Number six. Let's see here. Okay. So in 1991, Stop. Reeves formed formed a grunge band uh, releasing two albums, one in 1996 called Our Little Visionary and one in 1999 called Happy Ending and even opened for Bon Jovi in 1995. No shit. Right. Yeah. The band was named A, Beach Trash, B, The Vaccines. C, Dog Star, or D, Sorrow Bath. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, yeah. A A really sounded good on first reading. I'm gonna go with A. Beach trash. Yeah. How do you feel about that, Hunter? Chase, are you locked in? I'm locked in. Okay. I know it's not Sorrow Bath. Why? Because you already talk about drawing a hot sorrow bath. Because maybe that's what he thinks. On his poem thing. Maybe that's what he likes to talk about. No, no, no. (laughs) No, no, no. You back away from that one. I would say, Uh, I would actually say uh, vaccines. I'm not going to put a point on it, but I would have said the vaccines. Right. So we know for sure it's not sorrow bath. And you two went for beach trash and uh, the vaccines. But that's weird because the answer is Dog Star. Yeah, Dog Star. So, <laughs> well, which means the only way you can, he can, he can, steal. He can scramble a steal. Yeah. Which can lead to a tiebreaker, which I am prepared for. Okay. So give me, give me something here. Give me five eight. or give me eight. You got eight? Yeah. All right. Well, this is a tricky one. <laughs> and it's also very long because it also dictates what a good guy can. Right? Of course, right. Despite taking pay cuts for films like The Devil's Advocate, where he actually took a $1 million pay cut so that Al Pacino could be the other actor, mm-hmm. he also took a pay cut for The Replacements, where he actually gave up 90% of his pay so that Gene Hackman could be in the movie. Mm-hmm. He even, uh, in The Matrix, gave up $38 million in ticket sales so that they could have better effects for the sequels. Right. He gave up $38 million. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves remains still, to this day, the highest paid actor in a fiscal year behind Bruce Willis, Tom Cruise, or I'm sorry, in front of uh, Bruce Willis, Tom Cruise, Will Smith, and Sandra Bullock. Okay. That's fucking awesome. That's dude. because he made how much money in 2003 thanks to the six-month release differences of Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. So in Those one year... released within six months of each other? So. Wow. Are you fucking kidding? I so. saw both of them in middle school, so... Sixth grade. I guess I, that checks out. That checks out. Whoop, whoop, I'm checking with whoop, whoop. And yes, that is true. <laughs> All right. That means that in one year, he made 
$45 million, $68 million, $110 million, or $156 million. $156 sounds fucking outrageous. Um, so 110 and then 40, 68, and, 68 45. and 45. I'm between 68 and 110. Because um, 45 doesn't sound that, that outrageous. That impressive. Enough. You could do that. That's easy any money. Once Curious George starts circling. Yeah. And <laughs> That's the golden that. meatball yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, that's the meatball. <laughs> um, I'm going to say 110. All right, Chase. Think about I'm it. I'm going to steal. He's going <laughs> for D. He's going for D. Steal. You're going for D. 156 million bucks. No. You think he made 156 million bucks, Chase? I, I trust it, dude. Man. He made 156 million bucks. Of course Dude, he did. fuck you. <laughs> How could you fucking doubt a man who is really named after a fucking breeze? Yeah. Over um, nothing composed it. about that guy. We got a tie game here. God dang it. But that's okay. Because I was prepared for a tied Keanu. Uh-huh. I got one next question here. So how do we handle this? All right, guys. We're going bowling balls cannonball? <laughs> cannonball bowling <laughs> ball style <laughs> a little different than what we're used to <laughs> cannonball style here guys okay alright okay I think that's how we're gonna do it which means that the first person shouts out an answer locks that answer in means that the next person can think about yes. their answer to pick from the remaining three right makes sense okay let's see here <laughs> Now, Keanu Reeves' mother and father worked very interesting jobs. They were respectively a showgirl and a drug dealer, a school teacher and a mechanic, a flight attendant and a Navy officer, C. or a nurse and a hospital janitor. I'm walking janitor. in for C. That means that you have three possible answers. Or a nurse and a janitor. He could be a Very nurse international, <laughs> Navy dad moving around, all these different countries and shit. That's pretty good. He's got logic behind his answer. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Which be, but he, she could still be a showgirl, and his father could still be a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. His mom could be a school teacher, and his dad could be a mechanic, you know, getting his hands dirty. Yeah. Teaching him the ways of the world. Um, and she could have been a nurse, and his dad could have been a hospital janitor, which is pretty cool. That's a cute story, how they meet, you know? I was mopping something up while she was drawing some blood. I'm going to say school teacher and mechanic. Really? Yeah. School teacher and mechanic, huh? Well, guys, his dad actually was arrested. In Hawaii oh, for dealing heroin. Last talked to him when he was about 13. It's a real sad story. Damn. Jesus. His mom was a showgirl until eventually finding work as a costume designer where she met Alice Cooper. Okay. So well, this is going to be remain permanently tied, which is good, yeah. which means we have an even keel on our knowledge of Keanu around <laughs> an the even board. Keanu Nobody's, keel. Yeah, an even Keanu right now. But <laughs> That's hard to come by. That was a great game. Uh, thank Good you so Keanu much for humoring me. 
for sure. Let's go ahead and see if anybody emailed us about Keanu. Okay. Yeah, oh, we've got emails. Come get First one comes from Dunter Horset. It wants to know, kind of in good time, considering there was a big old uh, lottery a few weeks ago. What would you do if you won $1 million? A million bucks? Step number one, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, honestly... Get a house. Yeah, I would have to just invest. Because like a million bucks is like a million bucks for sure. But I would just pay off all of my debt and the immediate debt of the people around me. Mm-hmm. Like if you got to any debt, consider it paid. <laughs> like it's gone. Dang. Right? So Make it I pretty much do that. And then I guess invest in like a house or invest in something where hopefully whatever investment I put it into... I will not have to have any financial worries for the but rest dude, of my life. But dude, where do you pick? Like, where do you where do you build the house? I don't know. Honestly. That's the hard part because if you're gonna throw it but down, the thing is, like, dude, I want to lug, I want a fucking baller house too. But like a million dollar house here in California is fucking not tiny. That great, yeah. You know, or you could do a million dollar house like in some kind of cool secluded country. But then what if everything goes to shit in like twenty years? True. You silly heathens, you don't have to buy the whole house up front. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> you just need a down payment. A million dollar down payment. Because <laughs> then you're paying taxes on it once it's built. Yeah, that's true. I would get a house. True. And it would probably be in either Austin or Houston. But I would not blow it all on a house. I would just get a down payment for a very nice house, you know. Maybe be $50,000 down payment, get a nice house, and then just put a good amount of it in a bank, put a good amount of it in the stock market, put a good amount of it, a little bit amount of it in cryptocurrency, and then, uh, you know, just just watch it it grow. So, I mean, outside of, like, the big investments then, like, what are just some things that you would knock out or anything that you guys, like, would just have? I would help. Mercedes SLS, dude. Damn, a car. Homeboys buying a car. I would definitely help like both my brothers with their debt as well. And then, um, yeah, I'd probably get like a pretty nice car. Yeah. Car. I'll get my teeth fixed because they've been like fucked up for a really long time and they're getting worse over time. Retainer, dude. Dude, I know. I swear to God. Just imagine if you could go back and put that retainer on. There's a, yeah, no, 100%. (laughs) Hindsight. Is I don't perfect know, man. Retainer teeth. sucks pretty bad. Yeah, that shit was whack. I remember. But. The permanent retainer that was glued to my mouth disappeared one night. I never <laughs> found it. I, I woke up and it was gone. I, Did you poop it out? I was eating. I'm pretty sure I ate it. I was eating an Italian sub that I made for myself behind the sandwich bar with our buddy Jean Michel. Just literally leaning underneath the line, eating it because he was working the line (laughs) and just took a bite and went and pulled that bad boy. And it was like hooked. And I just got up and like looked at him and I was like, oh, I stuck my fingers (laughs) into my mouth and just pulled my retainer off. Oh, what the fuck? I'm still there, man. What? Yeah, bro. I think that's how it's supposed to work. (laughs) (laughs) The permanent retainer is still in his mouth permanently. I would probably, like we said before, actually, we talked a little bit about like if we just had a windfall, I'd probably just like go get some really nice clothes that, you know, I wouldn't normally get, but that, you know, maybe a little more custom fitting, maybe a little oh, more, nice custom you know. suit. Thing is, you can spend a, yeah, like a thousand mind. bucks. Yeah, yeah, you can you can you could put like a two grand into a tailored suit and it would it would be so oh, sick. Dude, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how many suits I'd get, maybe like two or something, maybe right. two or three. But I would just like a bunch of nice nice clothes. It yeah. wouldn't have to be a shit ton. But yeah. 
And a whole bunch. Yeah. For sure. Yo, Tony Wozni wants to know, who is your favorite pro fighting game player and why? Ooh, a favorite pro fighting game player. Max, I know yours used to be Gamer B. Is that the same? I loved Gamer B's Adon in USF4. That was like the perfect, just the epitome of somebody playing a character in such a unique way that I didn't think the shit that he was doing was possible. And it was wild to see him pull some of those corner combos off th- with moves that I didn't know linked together, but I didn't know you could cancel out of. And it was so sick. And he played a character that everybody thought was like strong, but nobody played. So it was very unique to him. Um, and Street Fighter V, I don't really follow him that much. I don't think he's as interesting. Um, mm-hmm. As far as my favorite fighting Hunter, game Hunter, is player, yours Goichi? I, I don't have that many other legs to stand <laughs> on. Um I will say that because, you know, Dragon Ball Fighters is the most skin in the game that I have for any fighting game, and that guy fucking rocks it. I I I genuinely like that person a lot more than like Sonic Fox. Um, and then I I enjoy watching other people as well, but yeah, no, just like just the execution of Goichi gets me there right. for him. Yeah. How about you, Chase? Yeah. I I default to Tokido. I mean, he's easy to love. He's one of the most beloved players in the world. I think that's for good reason. Um, I just view his 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 mental attitude towards competition with such admiration. You know, yeah. I, I think he brings such a legitimacy to the sport of Street Fighter through the seriousness at which like he approaches it. Um, that being said, I like watching Knuckle do a whole lot. Yeah. I love watching Fudo a whole lot. <laughs> I love Machibo in Guilty Gear. Oh, yeah. Um, I fucking love watching Machibo play. And that's kind of where my head first goes at. I I don't know. I wish I wish I could think of some more right now because there's definitely plenty of people that when they come on stream, I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you I was know, like, like, I genuinely get excited even though I don't like the character all that much to play against. I do think that Nemo is like one of the most exciting people to watch. Mm, yeah. I think that he's also got a really great personality. Like, there's a lot of different rivalries that he has. So you have the whole handshake shit that goes yeah. on with him and Itazan. And I like Itazan, too. I think Itazan's, Itazan's great. great. Itazan's wacky. <laughs> so. What about uh, the dude who, like, just showed up in Guilty Gear? During Mike the- Ross? Yeah. I mean, Mike Ross oh. is so much more than a fighting game player. <laughs> yeah, Mike Ross a is a personality. Cultural icon. He's a cultural icon of the FGC. I think that so. still counts. Yeah, sure. By all means. <laughs> Duny Ray's keeping it with the uh, fighting game theme. Wants to know, where do you guys stand on the position of character loyalty in fighting games? If winning is the goal, why not put yourself in the best position to succeed? Conversely, if you're a loyalist, do you ever feel caged or restricted to that one character? Are you loyal to your character or to that character's play type or archetype? What do you guys think? I think that character loyalty and like the idea of tiers, to me, really only exist at the highest level. Yes, And I think that at the highest level, you should make a choice to play, at the very least, a strong character, if not one of the best characters. And there's still people who will stay loyal despite playing a quote-unquote bad tier. Look at MOV with Chun-Li. I'm seeing uh, a lot of new characters come through on Guilty Gear recently. Yeah. Like People are playing Coom and stuff like that, That's which cool. is cool. That's so sick. Coom is so awesome. Yeah, Coom's dope. Yeah. But, I mean, you're, just, you're never going to find success at the toppest of the top playing like Ed or Falk or any of those like lower tier characters. I mean, you're just not, yeah. 
it's unfortunate, but you're just not. But it is really cool like, to watch the loyalists come up. With yeah, like well. Frieza too, like I just enjoyed pl- being like playing as Frieza so much. That, like that's really where my enjoyment of the game came from. Not even so much like winning, you know, right. um, and like kind of embodying who your character is, or just the feeling you get, that feeling of satisfaction of like picking your favorite character is a huge part of the fun that you True. have with the game, you know. And there's also games that allow you to like. I think Street Fighter Five is a bad example because it's so simple that it's pretty obvious like what the capacity of the character can do. And a lot of it is left up to like the mental fortitude of the player after that. But then when you have somebody like Sonic Fox who like p- consistently puts characters on the map and mm. like defies the idea of thinking about characters as being tears mm. is, I mean, that's something to consider as well, you know, but it's I think it's a little bit more applicable in games like Mortal Kombat and in games like DBFC. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never really thought I mean, I guess a, a little bit, but I've never really thought about it as much as like any sort of loyalty. I think it just comes down to what you're comfortable with and what you've practiced with. And like, once you get shit ingrained, man, that myelin sheath <laughs> is nice and thick around those boo fat butt stomps. Oh, yeah. And like, I don't want to fuck with any other characters because yeah, I'm comfortable with that. But you're comfortable with that, but don't you like also like some of the things that come with playing boo? Don't you think it's funny? Like getting level threes and getting. Oh, I I do. I mean, uh, I guess I would say that there is definitely a certain amount of like, uh, I guess like pride or something that comes with like at least somebody on my team being somebody that's not played with a lot. So I do like that. I do cherish that about at least, you know, that one third of my team. Right. Um, And but I mean, I don't think that I would do that just for the sake of doing it. Right. Like I think I genuinely clicked with Boo when I started playing with him, and then I was like, okay, so Boo's my guy. Right. And I don't think it was like, a, oh, I'm gonna like make this and then be loyal to it, even though he's not good or something, you know. So I would genuinely find it like, I would like to just find myself in a situation where I'm playing somebody who ended up being top tier before I knew it, and to see if I still had as much of an attraction to playing them. Because I, right now, when I look at like the top five characters of Street Fighter V, they're all feel to me pretty like boring or dull or overused or redundant, and that makes them unappetizing to play. Yeah, like I don't want to play Kami, yeah. I don't want to play Akuma, I don't want to play Ibuki, I don't want to play Manat, I don't want to play um, whoever else I'm missing in that top five. But yeah, I don't want to play Bardock. Yeah, I don't definitely wanna, don't want to play Guile. I don't want to play Bardock. I don't want to play Kid Buu. I don't but you play know, it. I feel different with <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters. <laughs> Because let me tell you, I want to play Bardock. Every time I see, see Bardock, like, I'm like, he looks so cool. I'm just tired of Bardock. I'm tired of Goku Black. Um, Whoa. Now I'm you're sorry. just naming my team right now. Don't tell of, me. Tired 16. of 16. I swear to God. <laughs> you know what? I actually take that all back because that's exactly what happened in Dragon Ball Fighters. Is I was like, these characters are cool. Why do I like playing with them so much? And everybody was like, because they're so easy and so good. And I was like, oh. Oh, never mind. So maybe that is the case. I, I'm literally like my second team is all about trying to find people that I clicked with like Boo and that are different and maybe yeah. just have one top tier guy like Cell or or I mean, I guess Ultimate Gohan's not even like top tier necessarily anymore, but I still like yeah. playing with him. Unfortunate. But yeah. True. Thank you for the questions, everybody. Rounding out the show, making it a making it a fun one. Yeah, very yeah, well done. Definitely. Very, very fun show so far. Any last words to Say about the pinchy jeek barrel. Did we ever figure out what that meant? Or no? Chase, that's no. You. Sorry. No, yeah, no. <laughs> there was a there was a online there was a, like a 
more recent term, which is it is the treasure that you find in a geocaching game. Um, but I maybe that's what's wrong. Highly doubt. I don't. I don't know, dude. <laughs> but perfect. at the same time, maybe maybe they were like, "This is just a funny name, and we don't want it to mean anything." And they're all like laughing to themselves. And if that's the case, I can kind of get behind that. That's pure art, right there. So I was, I'm kind of diverging from your last points, right. where I feel like as it's gotten nice and warm and opened up, mm-hmm. that that bourbon barrel esque has kind of chilled out, which makes sure. it better for me. Yeah. Um, it's still there and it's still forefront, um, but I feel like, you know, a little bit more of the maltiness. I can actually get a little bit of the pumpkin. Um, it's still nice and smooth. It still drinks like an 8.5 or maybe even a higher ABV drink, but I just feel like it's, you know, I, I think this is one that I would actually much, much prefer having already been opened like an hour <laughs> before yeah. I got served it. Oh, this looks great. I'll uh, come back to this in one hour. I don't I, I, I don't think it's like a fucking fantastic beer, but I like it more than I originally thought I would after my first few sips. So it's it's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I, I like it. It's it's a good pumpkin ale beer. I think that there's just something about it that doesn't feel as um like gimmicky. Like it seems like something I could drink more than just out like more than just in the fall season you yeah know, it's, it's cool it's a good beer it tastes pretty good as it's like opened up it's mellowed out a lot more than the first just couple helpful. sips which is good because <laughs> it was harsh at the beginning so i think knowing that about the beer it makes me want to approach it again probably yeah. in the future so there you go means cool um and chase we look forward to hearing about how your abs turn My out ripped abs yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> with all the fasting man can't God. wait so many veins. Oh, man. Uh, but if you're going to hear about his abs, you got to listen to all the shows. That's for sure. Okay. So if you want to find the shows, you got to go to www.wittybantershow.com. Uh, if you want to go and just follow us straight on iTunes because you just love Mac and you can't get out of the ecosystem, then go ahead and just find us on iTunes. If you hate Mac and purposefully go away from the ecosystem, go to Stitcher. Right. Go to some of these other places where you're probably going to find our podcast, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can follow us at Witty Banter Show on Twitter. You can follow Chase at Podacious Chase. You can follow me at Probably Max. Uh, you can follow good old Hunter over here, Crypto Diesel, on YouTube, man. I, I got to get a couple more out, man. Yeah, he's... Crypto he's, Dungle. He's, he gave me those teasers, those tasters. And crypto the crowd Dungle. wants more. <laughs> And they're going to get it, that's for sure. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Crypto bunghole. Crypto bunghole. <laughs> Why crypto bunghole? I'm just going off of whatever Chase is saying. All right. Well, great. Excellent. Well, <laughs> gentlemen, without further ado, I bid you farewell until next week. Okay. Beta, pop, pop, beep, beep. Beta, beep, beep. Flip, flop, flip, flop. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs>